Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, hour number three. That is Sean King, proud papa tonight. I don't go that far. Proud coach. <laughs> proud coach. Dearness Johnson, his former player at USF, 146 yards tonight. Browns get the win 17-14 to over the Broncos. Under hits. And the Browns cover that closing number. By the way, UNLV leading 10 to 3. Live line right now. It's a pick here at Circa. Minus 125 to UNLV, plus 105 to the visiting now, San Jose is the football, Spartans. Is the football team the running Rebels or just the Rebels? Just the Rebels. Okay. Basketball is the running Rebels. Correct. I got you. Yes. Bring it, Chris Andrews at Andrew Sports on Twitter. Sportsbook director at the South Point. Always love when he's able to join us in this time slot. After Thursday Night Football, look ahead to the weekend. Uh, But before we get into that, tonight, closing number at one, but middling opportunities uh, before Baker Mayfield goes out. So was the three-point result a bad scenario for the book tonight? Uh, No, it was not. Uh, You know, we moved, listen, we opened four. They took the four. They took the three and a half. They took the three. Um but for, I was the first one to go to three, so I had a lot of guys laying me the three. 
And I told my guys, I said, Let, don't move it. I think this game's coming down. Next thing you know, May, uh, Mayfield is announced to be out officially. And so we closed the game quickly, reopened it at 2. And, uh, and then at 2, we wrote pretty good business both ways, but actually more on, uh, on Denver plus the 2. So 3, I mean, it wasn't the ideal number, but it didn't really hurt us that bad at all. At Andrew Sports is where you can find Chris on Twitter, Sportsbook Director over at the South Point. Uh, we'll jump back to the NFL here in just a little bit. Um, but some unique spreads, to say the least, this weekend, uh, Chris. And uh, one being number eight Oklahoma State getting yeah. seven against yeah. Iowa State. Now, Chris the Bear Felica had a great tweet earlier today. The last time we had something like this, it was 1998. USC was an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against then-top-10 Notre Dame. That's the last time we've seen a top-10 team getting a touchdown or more, and USC won that game 10 to nothing. So I don't know if history repeats itself, but what has the action been like on Iowa State and Oklahoma State? Because I know a lot of people are saying, huh, how, why? Why is a top-10 team getting a touchdown? Well, Tim, the first thing I want to tell you, the bookmakers don't make the ratings. We make the number. So the ratings is uh, something that's out of our jurisdiction. Uh, we have opened this game seven. You know, when I made my own numbers, I made the game six and a half, which, you know, I'm not going to dicker over half a point. I thought seven was just fine. We've uh, opened it seven, and uh, we've never moved it. So I think seven is a pretty decent number. Um, I think probably the public thinks it's out of whack, but uh, personally, I don't. I think uh, actually, I think if anything, Ohio, Iowa State has been just a tad disappointing this year. Uh, when I did my games of the year, this was one of them. I opened Iowa State ten in in the games of the year. Uh, now they did take uh, Oklahoma State. I had one bet on Oklahoma State, so we did move it down from there. But uh, I thought seven was a decent opening number, and uh, we haven't moved it, so it evidently wasn't that bad. So, Chris, tell me, coming into the season, as you mentioned, Iowa State, I mean, they had guys on first-team All-American lists. I mean, they were picked by a lot of people, either them or Oklahoma, to be the Big 12 champion. Now, they kind of fell flat on their, flat on their face, and it's almost like the market has anointed them back to their preseason platform. But when you look at who they've beaten, nobody really of importance. Just explain to me a little bit how that works. Well, I, you know, l listen, I think you make a valid point. I mean, we, they haven't quite been re-anointed to, their, uh, to the, the, the previous uh, rating before the season, the preseason rating, I should say. Uh, like I said, we, we had them 10 in this very same game. And they lost to Iowa. Uh, I think that set them back. A little bit, not just that they lose, you know, Sean, you know yourself, sometimes a team can beat you twice when you, you lose a big right. game. I think, I think that kind of put them on tilt a little bit. But I do think they're coming back. And I'll also say Oak State really hasn't played anybody uh, to vault them. They, they may be number eight in like the AP rankings or, you, you know, whoever's making the rankings. But they, they're not number eight, certainly, among bookmakers. Uh, they're, they're much further on down the list. Uh, so I, I think, you know, what you say, there's an element of truth to that. But like I said, I think uh, 
Iowa State has still been a bit disappointing, and just Oklahoma State hasn't really proven anything to the numbers makers. Talking once again to Chris Andrews, a game that I've played personally. I like UCLA in this spot at home. Um, I know in some spots in town, I think at Circa, they opened as a one-point dog. That quickly went to one. Uh, what has the action been like on Oregon and UCLA? Another one of those situations, Chris, where you've got the unranked team laying points. Now, not as much as Iowa State, uh, but UCLA is the favorite against number 10 Oregon. Well, I'll tell you, this thing has been flipped all over the place. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen Oregon a one-point favorite. I, I saw UCLA maybe even as high as two-and-a-half today. Uh, and I told my guys, listen, this, when we get that, we'll move it. And uh, I think we open UCLA one. Let me check here. Uh, no, we open them one-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. They bet me up to two, then they took back the two. So I'm back to one and a half. But this is one of those games, um, I almost wish it was like a 7.30 game, because I think we would really do a ton of action. But 12.30 slot's pretty good, too. We have a ton of tickets on, on both sides, a lot of money on both sides. Like I said, we've only moved between two numbers. So, But there's been a lot of movement between those two numbers. So right now, it looks like a terrific betting game, and... Uh, yeah, I think the numbers should have been right around pick them myself. So if I was out there betting, I don't think I would bet either one of these two teams. Maybe if you can get some plus money, like right now you can get plus 110 on Oregon, yeah, that might be worth a little bit of a shot. But I wouldn't go crazy. And I think it's going to be a hell of a game. And whichever way this number pushes, if I was out there playing, I wouldn't be afraid to bet against the move, whatever that might be. Now, Chris, I've seen a lot of things in my life, and – this is still a first for me. The team I picked to win this particular conference gets disrespected on their bye week. You guys had Sparty, only four-and-a-half-point favorites last week at Indiana. The game was never in doubt. The cover was never in doubt. They won by a massive five, and Ohio State comes into town, and you're they're laying three touchdowns. Just tell me, where do you have Sparty actually ranked in your rankings? Oh, man, I'd have to go take a look here. But, you know, I make a joke every year, and it's really – I make a joke out of it, but it's really been kind of true for probably about the last 15 years. It's an annual right of summer for me to, to underrate Michigan State. I mean, I do it like every year. I follow, you know, I follow the recruiting and all that. That, that has a lot of bearing on where I, I put my numbers to open a year. And uh, they don't recruit that well. But, I'll, yeah, I mean, they, they coach their guys up pretty good. Uh, I have them at an 84. Uh, boy, I'm trying to see who else would be, like, right around there. Um, you know, so that, that's not real high. Uh, I, I mean, I have them better than Clemson, which right now isn't saying all that much. Uh, I have them better than Baylor. I have them about the same, you know, close to Auburn and Arkansas, teams that are playing pretty well. Uh, Arizona State. You know, so right, right in that uh, range, right there. So a pretty good team. I have them, not great, but pretty good. And like I said, well, you know, they 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 beat Indiana. Who I, you know, I kind of liked Indiana in that game. So yeah, I know they covered by you know a, a never wide in doubt, yeah. never in doubt, half a point. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, they listen. That's been Miss, Michigan State's mo really for about the last twenty years. They they grind. They win ugly. And I'm trying to think of what year it was. I, I can't remember. It's got to be about 10 years ago. I really think at the end of the year, and they won, they won the Rose Bowl that year. 
I think at the end of the year, they were the second-best team in college football. And I think Alabama was the uh, champion that year. But I think Michigan State was the second-best team. And you know what? If they had lined up, it's the kind of game where Michigan State could squeeze out a, a, a really ugly win had they played whoever was number one. I'm pretty sure it was Alabama. We're talking once again to Chris Andrews. You know, Chris, was one of those situations last weekend where uh, I would have rather uh, – I didn't mind losing my money. I just knew that Sean was going to come in boasting after you know getting outgained by hey, eighty. Good needing, teams win. Needing great a forty-nine-yard field goal. Needing to stop a two-point conversion. Never in but, doubt. Uh, sure, whatever you say. Uh, you said last week that game Indiana and Michigan State was about nine to one at this point in time. Uh, I was talking yeah. to a, another spot. Uh, in town, it was fifteen to one on I think Saturday morning. Is there a game right now in college football? We got less than a minute that is jumping out that looks like it's going to be a pretty uh, big discrepancy when it comes to the ticket. Well, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, oh, give them to <laughs> Cincinnati, us. Uh, Cincinnati and Navy. I mean, that one's about eight to one. I'd say Cincy. Uh, you know, anytime you've got Alabama playing, there's always a big discrepancy there. I'll give you one that's kind of surprising to me. BYU, mm. that's about an 8-1 to one margin. BYU over Wash State. Of course, Wash State lost their head coach and I think three or four of their assistants. So yeah. a lot of people reading into that. But, you know, I mean, sometimes kids just play hard for that, either for the new guy or to, you know, show some respect to the old guy. Yeah. And that's so. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count my money yet. And actually, I had some guys come in today and bet on Wash State. Some pretty big, some pretty big play. So my 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 uh, money isn't out of whack, but the ticket numbers are way out of whack. That's now. Chris Andrews at Andrews Sports on Twitter. This is the Nightcap. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo. 
a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, well, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now Denver. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go, Rebels, hometown team. UNLV getting a fumble shot. Yeah. Now the ball inside the 10-yard line. Rebels looking to go up by two touchdowns. Pounding it, pounding it down to the one-yard line. Happy, man. Hopefully Marcus Royo and the crew, they can get their first win of the season. I mean, you can see the improvement. Yeah. I mean, their competitive nature, their competitive spirit hasn't waned, even though they're 0-6. They've been in some games that you didn't think they had a chance. Fresno now, State, they've Utah really State. struggled on how to actually Close those take that out. competitive energy and turn it into actual victory. So, I mean, going up 17-3 here would be, for me, a, a, a great way to, to try and get into halftime. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, huge uh, turnover and a touchdown. Yes. UNLV. There we go. Let's go. UNLV. Let's go, Rebels. You know, Another situation, now I wasn't going to go crazy because UNLV, they are still are 0-6, but I, I was staring at this game all day, and the number just kept drifting up, Sean, so I got spooked. I got scared off of it. Uh, and, and look, here at South Point, or at Circa, it went down to 5.5 right before kick. It went up to 6. So Did Starkle start the game and get re-injured? Because he's on the sideline without shoulder pads on, so he's obviously... I thought I just assumed when I saw the number jump like that that Starkle was going to play. Starkle being San Jose's starting quarterback who's been out injured. But hey, man, I like the slot machine on the sideline. Yeah, it's the first enough. time I've really gotten a chance to watch a home game. Yeah, Nick Nash is uh, has been the starter, uh, and he's the one who fumbled it away on a scramble. So no Starkle tonight for San Jose State, and they are now down two touchdowns. Mm. Come on, Let's Rebs. Go. Let's go, Rebels. Get this one done. 17-3 to is the score. Uh, UNLV looking for their first win of the year. They have covered the last two games, so we'll see if they can uh, can keep it rolling here. Uh, you know, just going off back off of uh, Chris's conversation there, I'm, I'm very curious about this BYU-Washington State situation. Um, you know, he said... That there was some sharp buyback at four and a half tonight, uh, today on Washington State, looking at an eight to one ticket discrepancy uh, in favor of BYU. And the thing about it is, Sean, 
you know, Washington State was actually playing pretty good football prior to Nick Rolovich's they won three dismissal. In a row. Um, yeah, they won three in a row. They're at home. And beat three good teams, Cal, Oregon State, and Stanford. Yeah, Cal's debatable. Well, the Cal that took Oregon to... <laughs> well, we'll find out what Oregon is. I don't know. Remember but what yeah. I said? Cal's the best one-win one team, team in the, the country. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got BYU, on the other hand, right? They've lost two in a row now. Um, they get they get beat up pretty good by Baylor. Uh, they lose two weeks ago to Boise. They were undefeated. They did get into the top ten. So, you know, I laid the three with BYU earlier this week. We were talking about this game. You know, the the reason I did so, and look, if Washington State comes out and, and wins this game or covers, will I be surprised? No, because, you know, people are resilient. People rise to the occasion. But the difference between this situation and Cliff Kingsbury and the offensive and the quarterbacks coach for the Arizona Cardinals getting COVID, or this situation and John Gruden getting fired. John Gruden got fired, and the entire staff was still there. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury and the quarterbacks coach got COVID late in the week. The install was already there, and you still can com- communicate. You know, Rolovich and four assistants, including the offensive line coach, I believe the offensive coordinator, and Rolovich, as you mentioned, he's the play caller, all got released, uh, fired on, I think it was Sunday. I mean, and... and the only time we've seen this is the Saints. And, and the Saints and wa- didn't respond well. Right, and Washington State, you know, this is in Alabama, folks. Now, Washington State, don't, don't cry for them. They still have analysts, but they don't have 30 analysts like Alabama. I, I'm and just, none of their analysts are going to be former head coaches. Right, yeah, this isn't... <laughs> That's the big difference. This isn't, you know, former D coordinators that are, right. you know, so... And then you have to think about the players. Are they... They're clearly, you know, from from everything that has been reported, you know, they they really like Nick Rolovich. I think Rolovich was a a player's coach. I think the players really liked him. Um, so are they disappointed if they get punched in the mouth? How do they respond? I just this game. It's at twelve thirty East uh, Pacific, three thirty Eastern. I think it's a a game you should tune into because I just have no idea what to expect. The reason I laid the three with BYU is because I just. In college football, to have no install and be missing five full-time coaches, Sean? I agree. That's really hard. I just wish it was somebody else going besides BYU. Yeah. Um, they're not playing well right yeah, now. Yeah, they aren't. On offense, they're not scoring. And you know, that's what worries me because if you can't put up points, then the game never really you know, gets to a point where the other team panics. So I just – I don't know. I'm probably going to leave the game alone. At this point, I yeah. would. Yeah. At, at, you know, I on – I think that was Tuesday. Day night, mm-hmm. I got to South Point, got the three. At this point, and and it was pretty much three and a half. Everyone else, and that's where I think three was the the final spot that I would that I would uh, you know take the points or lay the points, I should say. And even at that point, I you know I didn't feel great. I wanted under three. I didn't get it. Um, the other ticket discrepancy is he said Cincy and Bama and Bama. Cincy's I was laying twenty eight. Yeah, I want to get to that game in a moment. Okay. But let's start Alabama real quick. They're at home. They're taking on Tennessee. That's a rivalry game, and Alabama just won by forty over Mississippi State. They exercised the demons. I don't know who's playing quarterback yet. If it's Joe Milton for Tennessee, I'm betting Alabama. I, I just I feel like that defense would wreak havoc for Joe Milton. Hendon Hooker, I'd probably leave this game alone. 
But he was banged up, man. He he at the end of that game, he was twenty five for Bama. Really hurt. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing for them to be up twenty eight to three middle of the second quarter. And you just do wonder, you yeah. know, Anderson Tuscaloosa. Last week they went forty nine to nine, and Nick Saban, from what we know, and I mean they've now got that loss. They know there's no margin for error, and they they truly do tor- love torturing Al- uh, Tennessee. Hmm. Dude, this is the this is the cigar game. You know, they always smoke the cigars after that one. The third Saturday in uh in October, this game is always played. I mean, this has been, Sean, if you just look at it, I mean, this has been completely one sided. Alabama hasn't lost this game since two thousand and six. They've won by thirty one, twenty two, thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine, five, twenty uh fourteen. So I mean, this has been a, a beatdown pretty much week in and week out. And what's Tennessee's mindset, right? You know, we talk about letdowns, maybe for Ole Miss. I'm thinking about mustard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not piling on the young man. He made a mistake. But, you know, Tennessee had an opportunity to throw a ball into the end zone, and Joe Milton scrambled and ran out of bounds. I mean, there's got to be frustration on that, on that football team to I'm bounce sure. back now and play Alabama. And then Cincinnati. So the uh, the three biggest ticket discrepancies per Chris Andrews at the South Point. Cincinnati should score every time they have the ball. Navy, this the is a, 2021 version of the midshipman, has the worst college defense that I've seen in a long time. It's bad. I mean, they are awful. Yeah. I mean, they've played a little bit better these past couple of weeks. Uh, Navy has, but... Their quarterback's banged up, and Cincinnati in 2018 was the last time they played Navy. They shut them out and held them to, I want to say, under 200 yards of offense. Luke Fickle knows how to defend this now. Um, they got gashed in 2017 by Navy. I think Navy ran for like almost 600 yards. Wow. And then the next year they shut them out. So I think... Cincinnati's got Navy's now. I think this is a terrible matchup for Navy. Um, I if the, the, what I would play here to your point, if you can find a book that has team totals, mm-hmm. play Navy under team total. I think it's like twelve. Yeah. I you I would definitely go under. Let me see, forty nine. Oh, I mean, I, I I feel Cincinnati's the Alabama of the AAC this year. Like the discrepancy in talent between Cincy and Navy is so significant. If you look at that total, the team total should be about ten and a half. I I would take under. I, 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 Navy maybe mistakenly gets a touchdown late, but I think Cincinnati and I think Cincinnati, Sean, to I like that. Maybe mistakenly get a touchdown. You look at since the Notre Dame game when they got on the national radar. They've already been on the national radar, but they get that win right, fifty-two to three against Temple, fifty-six to twenty-one against UCF. They're on a mission, man. They are on an absolute mission. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap. We'll take a look at some of the injuries percolating up in the NFL next right here on Beeson. This is the nightcap on Beeson, the sports betting network.
The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all of the action. Visit vsin.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million dollar top prize. That's vsin.com slash SBNC. Come on, Rebels, let's go. I didn't even bet them. I'm just excited for them. Because it's got to, I mean, I've said this before. I don't know if I said it on air. But, like, the amount of work that Marcus Arroyo and his staff put in, they put in the same amount of work as every other staff in the country, right? And they just get their butts whipped every week. So, for them to have a chance to win and, you know, look, San Jose State is down this year, right? But they still are the defending conference champs. So if you can get this win, man, that would be huge for When you can't complete a forward pass, it's hard to win. Yeah, so yeah. good good for you and LV. Yeah, right, absolutely. <laughs> I'm pulling for the Rebs. 17-3 to right now, minute 12 to go, and a field goal attempt is coming for San Jose State. Uh, and uh, UNLV, an opportunity to keep their lead uh, at, at, uh, at 14 right now. Cameron Friel uh, got the start at quarterback and has looked well. Eight of eight, uh, looked good. Eight of eleven. Uh, the kick is up and it is good. And it is a, That's a decent crowd in the end zone. Eleven point game. I think. Uh, saw I saw our guy Brad Powers is there. He's tweeting at it. Okay. I think our guy. Uh, I think Matt Humans is there. So you know, got the power people. Power powerhouse. Matt, big big time. Matt. Matt's everywhere. Man. Oh. That's my guy. I texted him. I I want to be Matt Humans when I grow up. Ooh, I don't know if. I don't know if you, you you also can't sleep, right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, ever. I don't really sleep either. But... I mean, nor do I, but I, I at least have to get. I, I... But I don't have as much fun not sleeping as I feel like Matt has. I yeah yeah. He doesn't sleep, but it's like he's having fun the whole time he's awake. Oh, Matt, yeah, Matt lives it up, and I'm sure he's got uh, UNLV tonight. I would bet he's got the hometown team. That's my guess. He took the points. He loves taking probably take... yeah. dog. He's gonna take the points. Yeah. He's gonna take the it points. Makes sense. Um. Couple things, just a little house cleaning. Scott Seidenberg going to come in, Scott, to close out the show. I believe I will ask him about it. He'll let us know. I'm sure. I believe he was on the ponies SMU uh, on Veasan. Yeah, he tweeted today. it out. He said it was a late ad. Yep. There you go. So he had the ponies. They get they get the cover against your Tulane Green Wave. I wanted to say something like snipey to him, but I mean, I, I agreed. So. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say anything. Uh, Dearness Johnson is uh, goes nuts. Sean King's former running back, a buck forty six and a touchdown as the Browns beat the Broncos seventeen to fourteen. This game closed one two, depending on where you looked, uh, in favor of the Browns. So they do get the cover. The under comes home. Uh, if you took the Broncos like I did in teasers, they're still alive. Fortunately, because we got a touchdown about midway through that fourth quarter. And uh, Case Keenum, solid. 221 to 33, 199, one touchdown, no picks, and the Browns get a very important win earlier tonight. The Braves go berserk after giving up a two-run shot in the first inning to Freddie Freeman. The bullpen puts the clamps down after Joe Kelly departs. No more runs, eight and a third scoreless for the Dodgers. Kenley Jansen closes it out, and Chris Taylor, have yourself a day. Four for five, three home runs, yeah, he was six RBI. I think he had 13, yeah, 13 total bases. I know you were playing those uh, over 
Hospital base props. That would have been one. I was to betting take. with the Braves, so I don't think I was taking any <laughs> Dodgers. <laughs> so looking at where we stand in that series right now, it's three to two, still in favor of the Braves. This thing is going back to Atlanta, and uh, the series price at the uh, right now here at Circa. Dodgers plus 175, mm-hmm. Braves minus $2. That is the updated series price uh, here at Circa. Um, so if you like the Dodgers, it looks like that's the best price you could find. A lot of plus 170s The Braves are plus there. 200. Is that what you said? Dodgers are plus 175. Oh, Dodgers Did are I plus 175. Sorry. Okay. Do- Braves are minus 200. No, I could have been wrong. I could have misheard you. Uh, and then tomorrow night, or sorry, Saturday afternoon, in Atlanta, it's going to be Max Scherzer against Ian Anderson. Uh, Scherzer and the Dodgers right now at Westgate, minus 170 favorites at Braves, plus 160. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Gosh. I was just thinking oh, this. No. And I was like, if you're going to run the clock out, just take oh, a knee. No. I-, I was just thinking UNLV this. UNLV just fumbled with 16 seconds to go. Fortunately... No, they're on the 30. The linebacker, Sean, fell down. Fell down. Oh he looked like he had a clear scoop and score here. He picks it up, and then he bobbles it and falls. Oh, he falls on his own. Yeah. He just goes down. Oh, look at 44. <laughs> 44 from San Jose hey, State. What are you going, doing? What are you doing? So, uh, San Jose State does have a couple timeouts. Oh, boy. Uh, hopefully, this, the, uh, the Rebs here can... Uh, can take care of business and, and keep him out of the end zone. They're telling him, you're not watching our offense? <laughs> <laughs> we have no chance. This we might be our best chance at a, foot, at a, a touchdown. <laughs> um, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you, and I think that's why I misheard the thing, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, if they're going to run the clock out, why don't they just take a knee? Like, cause the, oh, oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. Oh, San Jose no. State scores. Oh, no. Oh, man. Wow, dude lost his helmet. It might be down on the one. Oh, they said it was down at the one. Yeah, San Jose State has timeouts, though. They have two. Wow. I mean, this would be just oh my brutal. If they don't, oh, man. I'm sitting here watching it, and what happened was on the first down run, Tim, he was trying to make guys miss. And so I looked down, and then, like, what are they doing? Like, are they going for it, or are they trying to run out the clock? Like, why are they not just kneeling? This is going to be an interesting yeah. spot because this, he falls. If he's not in, it's on the in, – I mean, the ball is touching the, the, the paint almost. The ball is in the right arm, and, oh. I mean, if they go into the locker room, Sean, after getting that stop and it's only a four-point game. But, again, to me, even though the player fumbled, that's on Arroyo and his staff. Like, you, you, you can't be in between in those situations. If you're running out the clock, then just take the knee. I know San Jose State has two timeouts. It wouldn't have mattered because on third down, you get the whole 40 seconds, 45, whatever it is in college, to run the whole clock down. Oh, my goodness. Big spot here for UNLV. This is the beauty of the nightcap. We're watching Live. UNLV. We're reacting to the UNLV San Jose State game live. All right, while this play is unfolding, we do have Friday night football. Uh, and Kenny White was a big believer in Washington, Arizona. Tomorrow night. Under 46. That was one of his favorite plays. Touchdown San Jose State. Yeah. That's not good. Oh, they didn't rule it yet. That's a bad spot. He got in. Yeah, that's a terrible spot. I mean, Brett Brennan is... 
running onto the field. He it looked like he was in. So a quick timeout for San Jose State. Once again, I don't know. Did they pushed the push got him in. Oh, yeah, he's, he's in. in the end he's zone. in. That's that's yeah, a terrible. I don't know what the ref was looking at. I don't know at. what that, that's terrible. So that's a touchdown for San Jose State. Uh, he's in. He broke the plane. So we will see. Uh, but I mean, Washington is now laying eighteen, Sean, in this game. I have bet Washington a couple times this year. It has not worked out well for me. So I'm not going to be laying 18 points with the Huskies. But I think Arizona is just that bad offensively. So I I understand why Kenny is uh, all in favor of a little Friday night under in Washington and Arizona, 46.5. That is a low total, man. That is a very low total. Washington's terrible in offense. They are. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's a game that I won't watch. We'll have it on in studio. I'll, just, I'll just wake up. I'll, I'll wake up the next day and hey, either, whatever. you're working tomorrow at seven, so right, you know, the I'm game. A, I won't be watching. The game will be on here. It. You're going to be sweating out the Red Sox. So once again, before uh, we hit a break here, you're all over the Red Sox tomorrow night. Oh yeah, on the run line. And Nathan Evaldi, we trust. That just simple as that. Simple as that. What else is there to be said? I'm just. What's what's understood doesn't have to be said. (laughs) Let's go, Boston. Uh, Golden State just won 115 to 113. Uh, They get the win. I think they were a three and a half point dog, our favorite in this one. So they get the win 115 to 113. uh, Based on Twitter, uh, I think Steph had a pretty good game. So look at that final score, Sean. Mm -hmm. 115, 113. Total here at Circa, 229. (laughs) <laughs> These guys are pretty good at what they do. They changed it to a touchdown. Like I, I don't know how the ref that was on this side, like how does he, when you see a spot, like you really want to like, I mean, bro, like, please explain, like break it down for me. Like how did you come up with this spot based on what we just saw? Touchdown San Jose State. Uh, Steph Curry had 45 points oh, yeah. and eight threes. Pretty good. Warriors win. Scott Seidenberg coming up next. Oh, UNLV, man. It's an ICAP here on VSIN. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. First bet wants to get you ready for the Breeders' Cup with a chance to win $1,000 in free bets. Go to vcin.com slash horses to enter for your chance to win. The grand prize winner will have $1,000 deposited into their account before Friday, November 5th. Just in time for the Breeders' Cup, there are plenty of runner-up prizes as well. So sign up today, vcin.com slash horses. Terms and conditions apply. Go to vcin.com slash horses for more information. Wrapping things up on a Thursday as we are one to do. We bring in the host of The Look Ahead. It is his final show of the week tonight. So we bring him in to get his thoughts on the upcoming weekend. And, of course, Sean King, a proud, proud coach to Ernest Johnson. My God, the Ernest Johnson balled out Thursday night. Time to go get that bag. By the way... Whatever Scott is using to make his hair look perfect, <laughs> Tim might need. To, can you after, is, afterwards? Can you drop him a little? What's wrong with my hair? Well, I mean, yours is kind of like red. Yeah, I keep can't change that. Outside of the gingerness of it, uh, <laughs> you see how Scott's like perfect. Listen, I, I always the guy's from Jersey. Of course, he's got perfect <laughs> hair. I mean, remember, remember the line in the forty-year-old version where he's like, "You think this happened overnight? This is premeditated, baby." You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so. I, love, I love throwing Tim off. I'm good. That's what I live for. Yeah, I'm hey, good. sorry about your green wave tonight, but I yeah. cashed my SMU minus 13 and a half ticket. So. What you talking about? Oh, okay. All right. yeah. Who's the green wave? Uh, that would be your alma mater. Did we play tonight? Yeah, you did. Oh, my God. Let me see if we won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, were, uh, we were just ch- talking about it. I, I hope, man. I, I don't have a play on it. I almost played UNLV pregame, and then I almost played San Jose State in-game, and now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stay off of it. I don't want to sweat this game out. UNLV was up 17-6, to closing seconds of the half. They fumble. Mm. San Jose State, of course, scores. So now... <laughs> Uh, we're looking at UNLV and uh, San Jose State. Uh, so it's 17 to 13 at the half. Come on, Rebs, get that first win of the year. Um, 
Scott, you've got write-ups on the website uh, at vston.com. I do as well. And uh, one game that's interesting that you're on, I'm actually on the other side, but we both can win. Uh, because earlier <laughs> in the week, I took three and a half with Army at home, and now it's pretty much three across the board. I didn't write it up for the website. I put it in vston.com uh, in the point spread weekly when it was available on Tuesday. But you do like Wake here to win this game, but you're going money line. Yes. So we both can come home winners. And I spot. hope that's the case. Yeah. Uh, I did wake money line at minus 160, uh, which is like my threshold for money lines pretty much. I don't really like to go higher than that. Um, but this is a wake offense that's averaging 38.7 points per game. Tim, they're converting on third downs 47% of the time. I mean, that's top 15 in the nation right mm -hmm. now. And Army does have an incredible third down percentage as well because of a lot of their running plays, they're getting you know chunks on first and second down. Uh, Wake Forest rushes for 173 yards per game. The thing is, as good as Army is against the run, they did allow Wisconsin to rush for about 200 yards, 198 yards. And in the game against Western Kentucky, which is a formidable passing attack led by Billy Zappi, he torched them for 435 yards and three scores. A lot of that came in the fourth quarter, though. Sure, but Sam Hartman is better than Billy Zappi, in my opinion. And well, give the man some respect. I, Look, I understand Bailey that. Zappi. We are a pro-Bailey Zappi show Sure, here. sure. Go Hilltoppers. Got us that cover against Indiana. I love me some Sam Hartman, though. Yeah, he's and, good. And the thing here with Wake Forest is that everyone's talking about how difficult it is to prepare for this Army attack. This is the third time under head coach Dave Clawson that they're going to play Army. So this isn't something new that he has to prepare for. Plus, they're coming off a bye. They had extra time to prepare for this Army offense. In the three previous times that they've played them, Wake has won two of them. They're two and one. All three games were decided by a field goal. So they all have been close. I get that. This is a different Wake Forest team than those previous iterations. The last time they played was 2016. Wake Forest was not the Wake Forest that we see now in 2016. I think they improved to 7-0. and Not going to risk anything with the points because I think it could be a field goal game, but Wake gets the win here. And let's be honest, guys, Mikey Stadium is not exactly a big home field advantage. Especially not early. Yeah. Well, the, I played there. All their games I played, I played there at night the year we went undefeated at Tulane, mm -hmm. and it kind of gets a little different as the sun goes <laughs> down, you know. But early game, early game there, I called a bunch of games. ESPN and Army, it's not the same atmosphere. Um, I do agree, any team that can lose the ball state, I think Wake Forest shouldn't have a lot of trouble. You know, yeah. I, th I really think Army's living on their last two years. Sure. And that perception, because they were really good, but this team isn't as talented. I agree. Uh, I, once again, at, at three, I wouldn't have played it. I took the three and a half, and the reason good is call, Wake, Wake can't stop. Well, don't give them <laughs> kudos yet. Wake, can't, Wake play, also yeah. can't stop the run. And sure. that's kind of an issue. They gave up 342 yards to Syracuse, 208 last week to Louisville, averaging 4.42 yards per carry uh, allowing. So that's my worry, and that's why I think this could be an ugly game, and I think it could come down to a field goal. Look, for the ACC, I, I wouldn't mind Wake staying undefeated. So I mm -hmm. hope we both win. I hope it's a 21-18 uh, final in uh, at Mikey Stadium uh, mm -hmm. early Saturday. We're both winners. Uh, but you wrote that one up for the website. Uh, Wake Forest on the money line uh, going on the road there to Air Force. So I took the three and a half, which is pretty much gone. Uh, another game, you are getting Liberty in the bounce back spot. Yeah. Uh, they are in uh, in Sean King's doghouse. Yep, yep. Mm. Them Kirk Cousins and the Cincinnati Reds, they're all in timeout. <laughs> He's not a big fan of them. I get it. I get it. 
let's look back at history, okay? And I had to do some deep diving, and kudos. There are several people online that have pointed out these trends, and you can find it if you're one of those SDQL type of people that search all these databases. Uh, teams that lose as 30-point favorites, right, mm-hmm. which Liberty did last week, yeah. how do they bounce back? <laughs> well, in their next games, if they're favored by 15 or more points, they're 5-0, and 4-1 and against the spread, outscoring their opponents in those games 182 to 13. I feel that this is a Liberty team that's 13 and 2 in their last 15 games against the spread going up against a North Texas team that's 7 and 23 in their last 30 games against the spread. Hugh Freeze is a veteran coach. He knows what it's going to take to get his team to bounce back. North Texas allows 35 points per game. I think this is an ugly blowout win. Malik Willis is going to score four touchdowns on the ground. He's going to pass for another two. And this is going to be a 63-6 to six game, something like that. I believe you. He's but not sometimes when you hurt, mm-hmm. you want the other person to hurt. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here last Saturday, and on last Monday... I did a three-team Saturday parlay. Okay. I took Michigan State minus four at mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. I took Bama. I knew they bounced back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I took Liberty. I was like, listen, they're going to UL Monroe. UL Monroe is terrible. Mm-hmm. Also, that Wednesday, Kenny White came on the show. His yep. play of the week was UL Monroe Liberty under 57 and a half. Mm, thinking you all up Monroe wasn't going to score. So I'm all mm. Gucci all day. I come down to the Louisiana Monroe game, and I'm not even watching it. I, I, all of a sudden, the halftime score pops up. It says Liberty 14, you are Monroe 0. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, no problem. You know, the unders. We may not get that cover, but we'll right. get the yeah. under. Yeah. Then they give up 31 unanswered, mm-hmm. lose. But score late to make the game go over. Liberty, listen, I hope you guys lose again. How about that, you Freeze? <laughs> uh, last time they lost, they lost to Syracuse in that shocking game. They came back. They uh, took care of UAB on the road, 36-12. They were a dog in that yeah, game. Yeah, they, they went for it twice inside the five on fourth down and converted neither in that Syracuse In the Syracuse game. Yeah. Yes. I know. I had them in that game against yeah. Syracuse. Pain. That's a big deal um, for me. Pain. Yeah. This is, I, this is a big spot for them, and, and I think that they'll come I'm with through. you, though. I'm with you. Uh, you guys enjoy that. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will not be on that game. Uh, before, it's the highest favorite I think uh, that I've that I've played this season. I believe twenty one. Twenty one is going to be the highest favorite I played this. I played SMU as thirteen and a half uh, on tonight. You're so late. Who's good about that? You're one. eating the chalk this yeah, week, but hey, so far you're getting uh, getting getting <laughs> your money. SMU played on. tonight. I didn't see that game. Oh goodness! But you're Captain AAC. Come on, you need you need SMU to keep playing well. There was so much hope. At the end of the rainbow, when we left Norman, Oklahoma, <laughs> <laughs> and boy, it's nothing but darkness ahead. Well, the on, the hi- on the highlight film at the end of the year, just showed that score, and then you had the ball going, trying to score a touchdown. Um, Scott, before we uh, let you go, do your show uh, baseball. Any thoughts? Uh, parting thoughts on what we could see tomorrow? Sean is all on Red Sox run line. Nathan, Nathan Avoldi, we trust. Uh, I'm just gonna. I've hammered the over in every single game of the series. Been perfect. Um, good so for you. I'm just going to continue to bet the over until I lose. Smart. So <laughs> I don't know why anybody can convince me otherwise. Down to eight and a half. <laughs> Can't so convince me otherwise. Uh, that is Scott Seidenberg. You're going to see him for the next three hours coming up at the top of the hour. Thanks to Chris Andrews. Uh, thanks to Matt Fortuna. Thanks to Wyatt stepping in for Aaron Oster. 
doing his uh, darndest. Hopefully, as UNLV Rebs can uh, get this victory for Sean King, proud coach of Dearness Johnson. My man. I'm Tim Murray. Scott's up next right here on VEASAN. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.